I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampoo, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for forwarding me a photo of someone from our past. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, since you came up last week, I thought you'd enjoy it. I know. It's like, <laughs> usually, hey, you update me. Is that a mask pulled down over his chin? Yes. I thought it fit his uh, <laughs> image. character image, yeah. He probably wouldn't even care if we talked about it and made fun of him. But Oh, no, no. He'd be happy that we remembered him. It's a yes. This is an employer from our past, the John and Ken show. Uh, oh, we were just talking at the end of last hour about how cities like Portland, Seattle, are finally clearing out homeless encampments. At least it looks that way. Seattle's got another story you got to hear dealing with crime and a big move by Amazon. We're going to start though with Steve Gregory from KFI News, who's covering this uh, horrible story from the weekend, where a man in the mid-city neighborhood of Los Angeles is just out walking his dog at six in the morning. And he is shot to death. Let's bring on Steve for what we've been able to find out. Yeah, guys, you know, I was talking to the lieutenant in charge about this case this morning down in the Olympic Division of LAPD. And he said this is one of the saddest stories he's ever heard. Uh, as you mentioned, Ken, this guy's out early Saturday morning, just before sunrise, walking his dog. And come to find out this was a routine for him. He walked the dog every day and then would go to his job as an exterior painter, like a house painter. And that, that was his routine. Lived with his daughter, and he was just out that Saturday morning and just near the intersection of Genesee and Saturn. Um, this dark sedan pulls up. At least one occupant that they can that they can tell gets out, walks up to the man, confronts him, some words were exchanged, and then the guy just unloads his gun into this 50-year-old, 52-year-old man. And um, the man collapses. The guy gets back in the car. The car takes off northbound. And... 
they, they were able to get some ring video from nearby, you know, from a nearby house enough to kind of give them a, a bit of a picture, but not the whole picture because they want to know what words were exchanged. And as I was pushing the lieutenant on this, you know, I, I said, this is very unusual. First of all, it's, it was kind of a middle upper, upper middle class neighborhood in mid city. And at that time of the morning, you don't typically see gangbangers out trolling around, um, you know, committing crimes usually that that time of the morning and they don't usually infiltrate into these higher end neighborhoods but as as we all know lately there's no more of a trend anymore or no no pattern it just seems to be all over the map and i asked the lieutenant i said doesn't this strike you as unusual i mean take the homicide aside but that the the manner in which this happened because they initially thought there might have been some sort of a weird connection between this guy and perhaps the person who shot him and they're ruling that out and calling it basically an armed robbery right now and they just said it was just a random armed robbery. And I said, well, is there anything missing? And then he paused for a second. He says, well, I don't want to get into that. Oh. And I said, well, was something taken? Can you at least say something? And he goes, I will tell you that there are personal belongings that were taken from him. And that's all he would say. And I See, said, I wondered if he resisted and that's why they shot him, but they got something from him. They were able to get something. Now, of course... Just to clarify, the reason they don't want to tell you what that is is because that's that's sort of their ace in the hole. When right. if they aren't able to get a suspect or somebody in custody, they can they can verify and vet based on what they know was taken from the man. Uh, but he lived with his daughter for 17 years, just a couple blocks away. And here's the sad part: after gunfire erupted, the man goes down, guy gets back in the car, takes off. A neighbor heard popping, reported hearing popping, just thought it was fireworks. So they went back to bed, and the guy laid there bleeding for about 30 minutes. Oh, oh, that is terrible. And then uh, finally the dog had the sense to go back to the house, which house. was just a couple right. blocks away, and just started yapping and barking at the front door. And the, oh. and then the daughter finally oh. gets up and says, you know, you know, what, what are you dad? doing here by yourself, right? Yeah, and then she goes out on, on this mission to find her father. Oh, that's terrible. And then that somebody else was driving by in a car and noticed the man on the pa- on the on the sidewalk rather. And then that's when they called 911. Dog had more sense than those other people who went back to bed. Oh, but it might have been possible to save him had something happened right away, maybe. If if they had called earlier perhaps other than the fact the fact that the lieutenant did say he was shot multiple times. Mm. So it, it oh. was characterized that maybe this guy just unloaded his gun into this 52-year-old man. His name is Marco Sandoval. As I mentioned, lived 17 years in that house I mean, there. I mean, that's psychotic because what what possesses you to unload your gun into the guy if you are going to steal what you want to steal? Well, and what but, is a 52-year-old man going to be carrying at 5, 6 in the morning walking his dog? Just his wallet and a watch? Yeah, usually they target you because you have fancy jewelry or you have a phone that looks good or well, something. Well, look, look what happened to the officer, the LAPD officer who was shot and killed over a couple of gold chains. Oh, the one that was house hunting, right? Yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, so this is what's got detectives really frightened right now. It's got investigators, it's got cops, and everybody frightened because how can I word this in a way that doesn't offend? But there is a time when you used to be able to enjoy when you lived in certain neighborhoods, you used to be able to enjoy a, a certain level of security. Yeah, and knew that you could go out at five <laughs> and six in the morning. That's and why walk you live there, right? And that's that's over. That's over. There's yeah, a know, sense there, there was a time when I would hear a story like this and I'd go, oh, probably somebody he knew out to execute him. Nope. But those days seem over. 
now it seems to be just more random robberies that uh, they decide to start shooting people. Well, and then initially, the initial thought was, according to a source, that they thought this was a homeless guy and that someone was targeting homeless people because Mm -hmm. there was another homeless homicide on Friday in Wilshire Division that hasn't even hit the the press yet. And... um, and that was that stemmed from a road rage incident of some kind, but um, well, this is going on in New York. I, I see all the time. If you look at the New York Post, they have a couple of stories like this every week where some crazy person just shoots somebody to death at random in the street. Maybe they steal stuff. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're doing it for sport. They, they're, they're shooting homeless people who are sleeping in in uh, storefronts. Uh, guys, there were I think there were seven homicides over the weekend between L.A. and L.A. County. There were oh, seven well, homicides. That's not common down then, is it? No. Seven homicides. And when I when I was leaving uh, Olympic Station today, I was talking to the lieutenant, and I asked him, I said, what's it like out there right now? What's going on? He goes, every stop we make, someone has a ghost gun. Every stop we're making right now, whether mm-hmm. it's an auto stop, a bicycle stop, a pedestrian stop, when it's you know on a, so, a and criminal the go- nature. The ghost guns, they buy the parts on the internet and assemble it themselves, mm-hmm. right. and there's no there's no numbers. Can't trace it. Yeah, no, it's untraceable. Right. The so business really took off these right. last two years. So there's there's thousands of these now. Oh, that's it's just exponential. It's just it's just exploded here in town. But he said, pretty much every stop we're doing now, someone has a ghost gun. Wow. And it's right, it's Steve. out of control. Yeah. All right. All right, Steve, thanks uh, very much. All right, well, there you go. This was about a uh, 52-year-old man who was shot to death just while walking his dog Saturday morning in L.A.'s mid-city neighborhood. And you can see it building. It's starting to look like the 90s when we had this horrible, out-of-control, violent crime. But again, we have a lot of our media that covers this saying, oh, the rates are still lower than they were back in the 90s. Don't worry about it. But seven homicides over the weekend? That doesn't matter. That's that's like... uh, uh, Hiltzig at the time is trying to uh, say, well, gas prices actually were higher 14 higher. years ago. It doesn't matter what the rates were uh, 30 years ago. We what live in ma- the now, right? We live in the now, and it's really bad. I don't take any statistical comfort in the idea that statistically it was worse 30 years ago. That's insane. That's somebody who's just apologizing for the a-holes who are, are governing this city. All right, Amazon's making a big move because Seattle downtown crime is out of control. That and more coming up. John and Ken Show. John and Ken Show. John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, making news this afternoon, and to no one's surprise, there were some Republicans, what's left of them in the state legislature, who had a proposal to save Californians 51 cents per gallon by suspending the California gas tax at least when this horrendous run-up of gas prices is upon us, it was not even voted on. Not even Assemblyman voted Rudy on. Assemblyman Rudy Salas decided... Because yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't want to do it, so they don't want to go on record as voting against a, a gas tax suspension. Right. They don't want to do that. They're, they're giving a huge campaign issue to whatever, uh, what, oh. whatever opponents are running against well, them. I, I misspoke. They did vote. 18 yeses. 40 no's. So it looks like everyone didn't vote. This would be in the assembly where there's 80 members. That's 58. So I guess Salas is one of the legislators who just abstained, did not even vote. So that's. So, but 40 voted no? 40 voted no. Yes. No to suspend the gas tax. That is correct. 
They must be in safe districts, and the other ones are afraid of giving their opponent a campaign issue. It's got to so be that. So 58 out of 80 voted, and only 18 voted to suspend the 51 cents California what? gas tax. What is, what? But you see, this is how hateful they are. They have, they have anywhere from 45 to $70 billion worth of a surplus. The roads are an atrocity. We're, we're in the bottom five for roadway uh, conditions in the nation. Bottom five states. California is one of them. So they're not spending the money on road repair. They just lie like uh, Putin's spokesman lies every day and says the opposite. And they and they, they will give us a break, even though the, the, the gas is shot up unbelievably. Six bucks a gallon. They don't want to give us a 50-cent break. And that's Newsom the thing. has promised some other type of relief. We don't know what that is yet. But, but, Remember but, he said but, that in his State of the State speech last week? Some other type of gas rebate. And it's going to be it's going to be less than 50 cents then. And it's probably going to go proportionally to lower-income people, those well, of you who pay taxes well, and have to pay gas, but he's considered you're I, too wealthy. You're not getting anything, I don't imagine. Yeah, how are they going to do that, though? Same way they gave out the stimulus money. Should, <laughs> it's the same list, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the California but, stimulus checks, the 600 bucks they gave out, a couple of rounds of, I think. It, it, well, it, I just don't understand how they're going to determine like, who, who's driving, who's not, how many miles they're driving. I don't think they can. The fair way gonna... is to give us all a break for the rest of the year on yes, the tax. The tax at the gas pump would be well, the most sense. It's the most direct and, impact. And, and the second fairest way is impossible. There's no way to determine how much we all drove. Right. If you do anything else, then you're not being fair. You're not, you're not doing the right thing. You're, you're taking gas tax money from everyone. I, 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 a guy working for Facebook can get $850,000. He deserves the gas tax break, too. Why should he be penalized just because he's making more money? It's, right. it's a tax on gas. There even shouldn't even be a tax on gas because they don't spend the money on repairing the infrastructure. They don't fix the roads. They don't fix the bridges. We got the wor- among the worst roads and oh, yeah. bridges in the nation. We talked about that Reason Foundation report last yes. week. Yes. California is horrible. It, it, the spending per mile along with the condition of the roads, both horrible. All the categories, all of them, California was in the bottom five or bottom ten because they don't spend it on rebuilding roads and bridges. They don't do it. They steal the money, kleptocracy, and they lie about it. Oh, every hour today. There you go. It's very much like Russia. Kleptocracy and propaganda. They just lie. And that... I mean, I heard, God, I, I heard, um, I heard somebody interviewed one of those dopey man on the street interviews, which I despise, and every lazy TV journalist does them in their stories. And it yeah. was about gas taxes and the high price. And the guy said this: He goes, "Well, you know, if it goes, you know, for our roads, you know, we need to have safe roads, so I don't mind paying the taxes." And I wanted it like smash through my TV screen and grab him by the Start hair. Start choking the TV and, set. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just choking him through the TV screen. <laughs> you stupid, dumb son of a... But that's what we're up against. There you go. Yeah, if it's for safety purposes, then I don't mind the TSA. I don't mind wearing a mask. And I don't mind paying a dollar and a quarter per gallon of gas. It's for safety. <laughs> All right. Uh... This afternoon, apparently, there's a big story out of Placentia where an assistant principal at Kramer Middle School killed himself on campus. To make this horrible story just a little more complicated, I told you what happened in Placentia. His name is Moises Placencia. 
I'm not kidding. That's his name. Moises Placencia from Placentia. That's right. He apparently was an assistant principal at that middle school in Placentia, and his last name is Placencia. He apparently took his own life in a private staff area on the school's campus this morning. It was supposedly not witnessed by anybody. They're not saying how? They're not saying how that I have here, although I thought I saw one report of a gunshot, but I, they could be wrong. It may have mm-hmm. just come from a. The, this particular story I'm looking at does not talk about the method. Now, another story concerning crime, which is making news today. Amazon is moving 1,800 workers from downtown Seattle because of rampant crime. 1,800. Oh, I said 18,000, didn't I? Uh, 1,800 workers, right. 1,800 workers. They cut the police budget by 36 million since 2019. And Amazon made the move because this particular area of downtown Seattle has been plagued by crime for years now. Other businesses are doing the same. This is an office at 3rd Avenue and Pine Street in downtown Seattle. Given recent incidents near 3rd and Pine, we're providing employees currently at that location with alternative office space elsewhere. We're hoping the conditions improve. We can bring them back to this location. Have you ever heard of that before? A company moving employees because of crime? No. No. And and I, I, I can't believe this doesn't send the Seattle government into... Uh, an emergency situation because if you lose Amazon, that's going to start a domino effect. Your city's going to crash. Apparently, it's going to get destroyed. A man shot and killed on February 27th. Two days later, there was a stabbing, the same area, Third and Pine. The same day, a homeless career criminal was caught in video repeatedly throwing a victim down the stairs at a light rail station in an unprovoked attack. So you people know, are looking at this that work there, and they're probably complaining I, to their bosses. Uh, I mean, you, I thought a lot of Amazon people were working at home still, but these people apparently were coming to the office. Yeah, you know, the thing is, all you get are prepared word salad statements from, from you know, from officials. Oh, for yeah. example, the, the, the new Seattle mayor, Bruce Harrell, the statement. The mayor is working every day to make downtown a safe and thriving neighborhood for residents, workers, and businesses. But that guy, that guy got elected because they were tired of the woke people. Yeah, he's kind of different. I know, but but that line is is garbage. It's nonsense. What do you mean you're working every day? Would you get the police down there just to, to just do intensive twenty four hour day police patrols? Oh, Arrest a 15 them. Fifteen year old kid was fatally shot on March second, also right near the building. So all these things together. Yeah, shook everybody up there. Right. So everybody, well, like you said, you know, a lot of people working from home. I bet you that's a lot of Amazon employees said, like, I can do this from home and not get shot in the head. Yeah, or get pushed down the stairs or you get know, stabbed. And, and uh, you know, I just went on online and there's uh, 52 other jobs I can take tomorrow. So right. what do you say? And Seattle's one of those woke places that did cut the police budget. So, of course they. Well, and they're they're they also all, had a lot of cops quit. I remember that story. They're all getting complete devastation, which was predictable two years ago. Of course, it was going to happen. Happened in Seattle just last hour. We told you about Portland. They're trying to reverse the damage. All those woke policies were stupid and destructive. Led nothing but violence, chaos, fires, dead people, homeless people. Most destructive political spasm i've seen in my entire life this this woke garbage we got more coming up john and ken kfi 
John and Ken Show. John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo. KFI AM 640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Then we're going to have a landlord listener on the show at 505. The listener that also manages properties. And what's unusual about this guest, because he emailed us, his name is Matthew. Uh, he included at the bottom of his email a little sketch of himself. Like he was a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, like those little grainy sketches. Oh, yeah, that they right. have. Oh, really? yeah you can see his face. Oh, yeah, yeah look at that. Yeah, that's... Nice. Uh, Anyway, there apparently is a state bill. Last week, we talked about Mike Bonin and his cohorts in the L.A. City Council wanting to tell landlords, prospective renters, that they cannot find out information about, like anything about the person's background. Why don't they? Including uh, whether they stiffed other landlords, whether they've been in prison, nothing. They're a blank slate. Why don't they? So you just judge them as they sit there. They should go full communist. Just confiscate uh, all the properties. Let the government uh, put yeah, people let, in the housing? Let, let the government, like they used to do in uh, in the Soviet Union. Communist block housing, you used let, to call it. That's right. Let the communists, uh, the, these new age communists we have in Los Angeles, let just turn the deeds over to the government and let them decide uh, who, who gets to live under what conditions. I remember in your elitist way, you called one of my apartment buildings communist block housing, <laughs> the one I lived in in New Jersey. That was... You were so elitist. That was an upbot that you were living better than I was. <laughs> I don't remember where you were living then. Were you in the apartment in New York with your wife? or? Uh, no, no. I was up, up upper floor of a beach place. It was oh, no, tiny, no, no. though. I was in a house then. I'm talking about the next town we were in. The next town. Well, when we were in Trenton Radio. I j- yeah, I was... Yeah, I was in communist block housing, and you were... I was at the beach for a year, and then I was at uh, New York for... A year. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't remember you being at the beach for you. We were both at the beach, but I thought you. Surf moved. City. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. That. Yeah, yeah. You never, you never came there. No, I re- well, yeah, I remembered you were living in your wife's apartment, driving from Manhattan down, which I yeah, think was, a year for that. That was uh, that was fun. That was crazy. That was exciting. But yeah, that was the, one of the ugliest apartment complexes I'd ever seen. It wasn't pretty. I'll admit. <laughs> But, you know, they didn't pay us much. What did you think I was going to do with my life, right? <laughs> I wasn't elitist. It was like just, whoa, that's, that is an this ugly This is how building. people have to live yeah, as I they know. struggle to. Yeah, I know. know. I, 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 in Moscow, it would look great. Uh, speaking of uh, Moscow, Russia, uh, Russian-Ukraine did talk again via video link. Nothing really to report there. There was like this story over the weekend that both sides are very interested in ending this and Ukraine was optimistic, but nothing. Meanwhile, Russia's still bombing as much as they can. Uh, there was a Russian shelling attack on a residential building in Kiev that killed two civilians and injured three. You probably heard they also bombed a military training site near the Polish border, killing 35 people. NATO leaders are supposed to have an extraordinary meeting in Brussels late next week, and guess who might be there? Old Joe. U.S. and foreign officials, well, we're part of NATO. And I bet you they're really excited to hear from Joe. Joe's going to come and really... Yeah, they'll fire the crowd up with his exciting... No. How do they keep him awake? Uh, uh, well, I'd, the, I'd uh, love to know. I'd love to know the medications he's on to keep him going. I'm looking at some pictures from today. A video shows a building destroyed by an airstrike in the town of Oktrika. There's another photo here. A thermal power plant was destroyed by shelling. Don't you think there's some value in in making Putin think maybe we're going to go off and do something? 
some value in making him afraid of the unknown. Which I, I think he felt that. I think a lot of countries felt that with Trump. I, it's like just, just well, a sense talk of, of he like, might use tactical nuclear weapons to really right. just demoralize the Ukrainians because they're putting up a fierce fight. Right. But, but and he's sh- getting impatient. Shouldn't he fear that our response a little bit instead of us constantly saying, oh, we're not going to do anything about it. No, no, no. We're not well, going to have involved. another meeting. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, they have meetings. I mean, he's Mr. Psychopath, right? Tell me he's not sitting at his desk chuckling over their meeting. And another meeting, and another meeting, and another statement released, and another empty threat, and another empty sanction. Don't you want to make him a little nervous, make him, uh, you know, crap in his pants just once? The wild card here is China. There was a meeting today between uh, our top diplomat from the State Department along with the... uh, one of the Chinese representatives, and the word over the weekend was that uh, Russia was asking for some sort of military equipment from China to help out with the fight. It wasn't clear what it was. The I just, problem now for Ukrainians is they're running out of supplies. I was just reading a Wall Street Journal. It's like an opinion piece. They're looking for a humanitarian airlift to drop in food and other supplies. I don't know if the Russians would shoot down any humanitarian jet no. coming in, but hey. they're they're saying a neutral country could do it. You know what? If they're bombing bombing maternity hospitals and firing at nuclear reactors, there's not going to let you bring in supplies. There's no humanitarian anything going on. No. All he wants to hear is surrender. If he doesn't hear surrender, it's anything goes. He will do anything. And I'm I'm just saying it's like history repeats itself over and over again. And human nature never changes. If you let somebody bully you, steamroll you, because you and you don't want to make them matter, you don't want to make it worse, you guarantee they're going to keep bullying you. They're going to keep beating you. They're going to, you know, right? If you if you don't punch back once, they're going to keep punching you because they enjoy it. They're having a good time beating the crap out of you. You got to fight back. You can't. Where oh, it's going to make it worse. It's yeah, maybe it will, but maybe they'll back off. Maybe you get one good punch in and they'll realize this isn't worth it. There hasn't been one moment where Putin could say, oh, this isn't worth it. Away. Oh, 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 oh. Just give him one little uh-oh moment. I, I just say ne- appeasement never works. It well, never reports are coming out that uh, he's fired a bunch of generals that have been handling this. He's got oh. people around him telling him this is going terribly. I think there's definitely reason he has to pause and realize that uh, this oh, has been a mess. Yes, because of his own incompetence and the incompetence of uh, the people who put his military together, yes. But I'm, I don't think he's paused based on our reactions at all. It's just, Oh, no, not on our reactions, no. They, no, they, it's, I, it's the I read, fight of the Ukrainians, mostly. I read another story. The, the, the rich guys really stole uh, the, the uh, Russian money that was meant for the military. They really did. <laughs> And they ended up with a, a cheapo uh, Walmart version of mili- of the military. Wow. The oligarchs stole? The oligarchs stole the money. Yeah, they stole millions of dollars. They, they were given the uh, the job to, uh, you know, uh, purchase all the materials and, and uh, the money disappeared. Uh, it's, it's in all those yachts that you see scooting around Europe now. Well, speaking of the oligarchs, we do have oligarch news when we come back. That and more. Oligarch news. Ah, good. A new segment on the show. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, and 640 Live. Everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. 
Well, the uh, Apartment Owners Association is trying to alert all of its landlords and building owners, people that rent out places, that there is a state bill. We talked last week about L.A. City Council proposal to prohibit you from checking on someone's criminal background, credit background, blah, blah, blah. This one at the state level would prohibit landlords from using credit reports while screening prospective tenants. It would also ban property owners from asking about anything that would be included in such a report like payment history or evictions. They want to make it impossible. Why don't they just keep the, uh, the eviction ban going for the rest of history here? Like you said, why don't you just take over the buildings? Uh, it's from Assembly Member Sharon Quirk Silver. Last time ah, we talked about her, she, her. Was the one, she was shocked by a homeless encampment on a sidewalk. She took a picture, posted it to Twitter and said, how does this happen and who's responsible? Right, that was her. You are. She's from Fullerton. So, uh, yeah, oh, is this her? Are. Is this her reaction? She is she another one who thinks homelessness comes because of uh, rising rents? That's right. And no. terrible landlords who right. let you rent because you've never paid anybody before. You have a terrible credit history, and you've you've walked out on rent. Nothing Can't to, do that. Nothing That's to, wrong. Nothing to do with uh, meth, heroin, fentanyl, booze, schizophrenia, bipolar. I think you're right. This crowd would rather have government own all the properties so we don't have to worry about people making money off of poor tenants. I don't ever. How dare they? I don't remember ever seeing such a concerted push towards old line communist policies. That's here. I, 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 it's here. It's here in California. Yeah. I've always think... had politicians, you're right, who've been worried about the poor, but now look at what they're doing. They're taking this to the extreme. Government needs to run everything. Well, that's what it is. It's not about helping the poor. It's about the government power. Right, because they believe capitalism has failed, and it has failed, particularly a lower class of people that's left out. So the government needs to take over these institutions so So, they can can met it out fairly. Here, the buildings are yours. Go ahead. You you run all the buildings. I'm sure that'll go well. You know, see, the COVID thing was the greatest gift to these, uh, these jackasses. Because for two years, they declared a phony state of emergency and tried to take over every aspect of their lives. And they so loved it. These, are the, these were the golden years. And now it's fading away. And, and, and they need another fix. They need another hit. And it's like, oh, yeah, why don't we just nationalize all the apartment buildings? Let the government take over all the apartment buildings. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll decide what the rents are going to be. Speaking of takeovers, here's your oligarch report. Apparently, today in London, protesters climbed onto the balcony of a mansion in central London, which was thought to belong to an energy tycoon. John, you want to guess which one of the first names this story is? Uh, Russian first names we all enjoy. uh, It's not Vladimir. Igor? Close. It's Oleg. (laughs) Oleg Deripaska, who has been sanctioned by the UK government for the war in Ukraine, they said they were reclaiming the building for Ukrainian refugees who have fled their homes. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. If they can make their way from Poland to the UK, they can stay in the energy tycoon's mansion. Good. The UK is examining whether the properties of sanctioned oligarchs could be used to house refugees, according to the prime minister's spokesperson. Yeah, that's the buildings uh, the government should take. The oligarchs? The take Russian all, oligarchs? Take all the Russian oligarchs who... Uh, they must have some mansions like in Beverly Hills or somewhere on the west side, don't you think? Some oligarchs yeah, you know have what? some properties? You know, the, uh, how come the LA Times isn't covering this? They should cover this, and huh? they should put the homeless in there. Yeah. No, that wouldn't be good for the neighbors, would it? No. It should be the Ukrainian refugees. Yeah, let's just, just reward <laughs> right. the good people. I went too far with that idea. <laughs>
So you get, <laughs> you get very excited now. Uh, put the homeless and Russian oligarchs' mansions in the on the west side, uh, Homeby Hills. Or I wonder, yeah, I wonder how many Russian oligarchs they they got to be around here. They they would love to glitch a Hollywood. Right. Oh yeah, Russian oligarchs own properties all over the world, and L.A. would have to be on the list. When I when we go off biking to Marina del Rey, occasionally we see these gigantic yachts. I mean, just wow. breathtaking. That could be an oligarch. They, they, they look the, the size of a planet. I mean, they're just like you can't believe how huge the, these these yachts are. Or it could be a tech person. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other. Well, range. that's our version. Many years ago, it used to be, oh, it's probably a Hollywood movie star. But now no. No, it's either a Russian oligarch or a tech giant. No, the Hollywood people can't compete with the tech uh, guys anymore. Not, are you kidding me? Uh, Hollywood's second rate now for money. Uh, and in sad news, oh, no, you know, the uh, city of Kharkiv has been bombed. It looks like they bombed out one of the most beloved bars, something called the Old Hem Bar, named after the owner's hero ernest hemingway the writer mm-hmm. it was destroyed by russian shelling they 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 destroyed a pub where yeah. people could at least drink away their sorrows no they're uh, they're happy to to completely destroy the entire city this is what they did uh in a town called grozny i think that was in uh chechnya and also uh, aleppo in in syria in fact one of those two cities only five buildings remained after the Russians were done. That's it's, that's their uh, that's that's their well, handbook. If you got nowhere to live, I guess you might give up. Yeah, right. You 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 you. you, you I mean, every single building gets destroyed. Just bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb. Even after the people have fled. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk to a listener by the name of Matthew, who reached out to us. Says he's a landlord. He wants all the listeners to be aware of a state bill, which would prohibit. They're described as housing providers, housing providers, from using credit reports and prospective tenants. More coming up. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.